Anthony put a fork in this man. No. Chris Middleton is putting on a show offensively, Marvelous. Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, CP3, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Brooke Lopez. <clears throat> Guys, tonight the NBA Finals kicks off. Hope it goes seven. This is Gary welcoming you to another episode of Hoops and Cards. We're back at it to kick off the greatest show on earth, <laughs> the NBA Finals series, Suns and Bucks. And I welcome featured guest Sam from Slab Stocks, Sam Dunks. Guys, this is going to be a great episode, getting you ready for the NBA Finals, talking a little bit about the Bucks' exciting playoff run from the perspective of an NBA and basketball card expert from Slab Stocks, and also really a lifelong fan of the Milwaukee Bucks. A lot of people picking the Suns, and I get it because CP3 is healthy and on fire. How do you stop him when he's he put up 41 in the last game of the the Western Finals. So, yeah, welcome to another episode of Hoops and Cards. Let's get after it. Yo, Sam, it's great to have you back with us here at Hoops and Cards, man. How have you been? I, I hear there's some big developments in your life as an NBA fan lately. What's going on? Gary, it has been surreal is the right word. You know, as a Bucks fan, you kind of train yourself to, you know, basically whatever happens, you're just waiting for the Bucks to disappoint you. And really, as a Milwaukee anything fan, like the Brewers, if you're a Brewers fan, you're just waiting for the Brewers to disappoint you. And, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty sweet 48 hours, I guess, uh, realizing that we're in the NBA Finals. And, yeah, there's a lot of haters online. There's a lot of people saying it doesn't count oh, because of injuries or whatever else. I don't care. I've been waiting I've been waiting for this. My first, my strongest Bucks memory, like like earliest. I mean, I've been watching the Bucks as long as I can remember. My strongest early Bucks memory is 2001, Bucks, Sixers, Eastern Conference Finals to go to the, the finals, play against the Lakers. Uh, Tim Donahue is, is in the game. Of course, obviously, we all know that, you know, later he was betting on games, he was fixing games, all that different stuff. Uh, you know, inexplicably, all the calls start going against the Bucs. Yeah, of course, the NBA would rather have the Sixers and the Lakers in the championship than the Bucs and the Lakers, whatever. But I remember when my dad, after the Bucs lost – in the Eastern Conference Finals, my dad looked at me, said, the NBA doesn't want Milwaukee to be in the, the finals. Small market team. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what he was talking about. But I always remember that moment. And every season since then, I've as I've watched that, it's colored my perspective on things. And I'd be lying if I said that when I'm watching these games. I didn't every single time there was like a foul called on a ticky-tack you know, a little touch against the Bucks oh, that wasn't called against the Hawks or something like that. Right? See, they, oh, the NBA doesn't want the, the Bucks in the finals. So it's like, that's been my whole NBA experience up till now. And now we're in the final. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, 
an unreal moment for me. And uh, yeah, I never really thought that I'd see this. I really hope we win, but just to be in the finals, one of the last two teams, I never thought that I'd really see that in my lifetime. And uh, starting tomorrow, we will. Dude, congratulations. I'm so thrilled for you. And I remember like having you on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago and, and like talking about the Bucks playoff chances. You didn't want to talk about it. Like, don't, don't, <laughs> no, think just, that, don't get my hopes up. No. I mean, and, and the Bucks had every reason to let this thing slide with Giannis being out. Yeah. You know, you had your moments, Trey Young coming in so hot, like, uh, and at the same time, boy, without Giannis, everything clicked. Oh yeah. How did you guys do it? Like, are we able to separate the, I can't believe what I'm actually watching with <laughs> like, Oh, we we're actually putting this together. We're getting contributions from like Jason Terry had nine oh. points. You got Connaughton and Portis and who well, are these guys? Yeah. You know, <laughs> as far as like, can't believe what I'm seeing. That's true. You know, every, like Bucks fans, our motto, we got like a couple mottos boxing six. That's one of the big ones. Brandon Jennings back in uh, 2000. I can't remember what year it was when he, when he first said that uh-huh. and it's been a rallying cry fear of the deer. You know, that's one of the other, like, you know, uh, ones that the Bucks PR pushes or whatever. The third is never trust the Bucks, mm-hmm. and that's just from forty whatever years, fifty whatever years of of pain, and in some years where things look good, and then they'll just stab you right in the heart. So yeah, never trust the Bucks. So can I believe it? I mean, part of me is thinking maybe it won't happen. Maybe the finals won't happen. But the other part of me is like, I mean, I know it will, and I'm very excited for it. But it's you still just have the guards all the way up uh, heading into the finals. But yeah, it's uh, you know, Giannis going down. Yeah, Trey Young, game one, 49 points. Bucks, you know, old Mike Budenholzer up to his old tricks of just like doing absolutely the least possible game planning for a specific opponent. And, uh, you know, Trey Young torching us. And and in general, I was thinking, like, you know, if Trey Young's going to beat us with the floater, you can live with that. He has the best floater in NBA history. So there's not, like, a whole ton you can do against that. Um, but uh, I don't know. The, the Bucks really kind of fell apart in the second half of that game. But at the same time, Trey Young scores 49 points. The Bucks hit, like, 12% from three or something. We lose by three points. So that was about as good as I felt after a loss. You know, I was like, if all that happens and we only lose by three, that's pretty good. Next game, we beat them by, you know, whatever it was, 34 points. I don't know if that was the next game or not. But, uh, yeah, you know, Giannis goes down, though. That was about – I was probably lower as a Bucks fan after 2018 against the Raptors, or 2019, I guess. And then 2020 against the Heat in the playoffs. My lowest point as a Bucks fan was up 2-0 against the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals, lose four straight. And I remember telling one of my friends, uh, I got to work, and he said, you know, he said, Bucks. I said, hey, 2-0. Like, (laughs) what are the chances you lose four out of the next five games? Pretty low, right? And, uh, yeah, so that was, like, probably the lowest point of my Bucks fandom. And then the heat, it was, it was like, I, it didn't hurt as much because I was just trained to, ex, you know, expect them to. Yeah. Just, guard your emotions. I'm yeah. Not, kill, yeah. kill me in the most painful way possible. So then, yeah, when Giannis went down, I said, 
yeah, this is the Bucks. This is what happens. You know, we can't have nice things. And, you know, I've been expecting something to happen. Giannis goes down. And I tell you what, Mike Budenholzer changed up the game plan. And uh, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday both showed up. Bobby Portis, P.J. Tucker. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. I mean, it was Holy cow is right. I mean, they, uh, they all showed up. They all played well, both sides of the ball. It was like, uh, at the end of the net series, all the bucks were hustling. And then we started out the Hawks series and we got out rebounded by the Hawks, which we had no business. Lynn Capella, yeah. Happening. And then, uh, and then finally we're hustling again. It was like the beginning of both games. There was like the Hawks started with like three possessions where, you know, deflections or steals or, you know, you know, just, offense you know defensive rebound or whatever it was for the bucks and uh and you kind of got the sense both games that the bucks were not messing around anymore and uh yeah if chris middleton drew holiday no slouches and if and they can lead a team and there's there's enough role players there as long as they are in a system that is you know you know well constructed and everyone knows their role and if they are playing defense and they're hustling after boards and they're playing the passing lanes and then they're not taking stupid shots on the other side, right. they have a pretty good chance of, of beating even a, Hawk, a really good Hawks team. And that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, it was a super good game uh, five and six. And I was a little surprised that we closed it out in six games, especially going back to Atlanta. I wouldn't have been surprised if we came back to Milwaukee and, and won it in game seven. But going back to Atlanta and keeping up that intensity that we had in game five, uh, that was incredible. I am super proud of the way the Bucks played and, and super happy with the way Mike Budenholzer coached him up. Yeah, no doubt. And it had to be fulfilling. Like I'm a, I'm almost like a, a secondary Bucks fan. Like I've enjoyed watching them. I lived in Milwaukee for a little while. Loved Vin Baker on my fantasy team. But like, yeah, Vin. like to actually see those guys you put a lot of stock in, like Drew Holiday being the big the big get in the offseason, to see him come up like that. And then Chris Middleton, I mean, that dude elevated his game to a, to a whole nother level. He can create. Oh. He makes every shot. After having that horrible game one where it wasn't like 0 for 9 from oh. 3. Terrible. Everything else in the series, though, clicked for him. Yep. And both these guys on the Olympic team now, like I'm curious for if, if I'm looking at investing in these guys as, you know, their basketball cards, as their Middleton's 2012 prism or like, and, and maybe you're not even operating on that level. I know you do Sam Dunks. It's a great <laughs> show. But like at, at some point is how do, how do you see this affecting their card values? Let me just start with that. You know, I – even though I think of them as a Bucks fan in like the same breath, I don't think of them on the card market at the same time. Drew Holiday's 31 years old, right. and uh, he's bounced around as his third team, you know, Sixers, Pelicans, Bucks. So, uh, or maybe even fourth team. He wasn't traded to the Pelicans. He was traded to the uh, was Hornets. Who was he traded to? I don't even know. I forget. A long time he ago. Around. But, I mean, it was it became the Pelicans at least. But, uh I don't know what how that timing works out, but you know Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday, um, but I don't know how much this would ever affect his card market. But Chris Middleton's a different story because while people have recognized Drew Holiday as being good in the past and being, you know, a kind of a top flight two way point guard, and he's often been talked about as you know the best defensive uh, perimeter player in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Middleton's never been talked about the best at anything, uh, except for by Bucks fans. 
And I, I had a, I had a Sam Dunks, uh, like, well, I have no idea, maybe like four months ago. <laughs> it yeah. could be like eight months ago for all I know, but I had a Sam Dunks like a long time ago. And one of the big sections was, Oh, it was right after the all-star teams were announcing Chris Middleton was not an all-star. Yeah, and I kind of just railed against it for a while. And I, I think I lost like 1800 subscribers for the slab socks, YouTube channel or something like that. They were just like, you know, get these guys off of YouTube, you know, they shouldn't be uh, monetized at all. And, uh, but my point was, look at Chris Milton. He's been basically a 50-40-90 guy for two straight years. Yep. He can create for his teammates. He averages like six assists per game over the last two years. I think it's even higher this year. Uh, we've seen him in the playoffs. He's been created for his teammates. Uh, he's great at defense. There's nothing the dude can't do. When he's playing, you know, at that time, I think it was like when he was playing with Giannis, he was averaging like 27 and six. When he's playing without Giannis, he was averaging like 32, eight and seven or something like that. So the guy has it in him. He's the type of player. He doesn't care about the accolades. He's not James Harden. He's not Kyrie Irving. He doesn't care what people think about him or anything else. Uh, that was just a couple shots at right. my fans out there. Um, hey, glad he, you wiped them out. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just goes out there and whatever the Bucks need him to do, he does. Yeah. If they need him to lock down on defense, he does it. If they need him to score 30 whatever points like he's you know been averaging over the past couple of games or at the end of the net series, he does it. If they need him to just work his way up at the to the elbow and just have a turnaround fadeaway Kobe type of you know mid range jumper, he does it. That's not a problem for him. If he needs to drive to the bucket, he does it. Shoot a three, not a problem for him. He's he's the most underspoken star in the league, and that's why most people don't think of him as a star. They think of him as well. You can't have Chris Middleton as the second best player on a finals team. Well, guess what? He was the best player on a team that qualified for the finals. So, you know, people are starting to call him the Batman because he takes, I know. The, takes, that, takes the they shot. Are. And, I, and I don't like that. I don't like the trying to divide Giannis from Chris Middleton. They've been together since 2013. When Giannis was drafted, that was the same year that we traded for Chris Middleton. They've grown together the entire way. And they're like brothers on the court and off the court. So it's like there's no point in dividing them. Chris Middleton's very, 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 very good at basketball. The problem yeah. is most people – if they watch basketball, they just wait. They just watch the TNT game, which is inevitably like the Lakers versus the Clippers or the Lakers versus the Celtics. So they don't ever watch the Bucks. So they don't know what they're talking about. But you watch the Bucks and you love Chris Middleton. I do. So you know what you're talking about. Back to When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the other big for the Suns that I don't I don't know if that, how they're going to use him is Cameron Johnson. Like he's he's a six ten guy that can float out, but he didn't even play in the last game. Well, yeah, and well, he's not. You know, he's not a he's not a defender at all. He doesn't, right, he doesn't really play defense. It's like he great three point shooter. He's good, good, good on offense, but he's not like a, he's not a. I mean, I guess he's a body you could throw in the way, but he's not he's not gonna be a Giannis up or anything like that. Their their best defenders are all just you know six foot six and, and smaller. Right. 
Yeah. Um, well, McCall Bridges is one of the best defender defenders in the league, and and I think he could he he would hold his own against Chris Middleton. I think he did you know, earlier in the year, but uh, it's you know Giannis is a different animal, and you know the best teams against Giannis are guys that can throw multiple big bodies against him. Of course, they have Drake Jay Crowder, and Jay Crowder did well. You know, just kind of throwing He's his done. body in Giannis's way with the Heat last year. So that's, you know, something to consider. But, uh, yeah, you know, like you said, if Giannis is playing, that changes the complexion of the whole series. If he's not playing, again, that changes the complexion of the whole series. Obviously, as a Bucks fan, I want him to play. But. Yeah, and either, either way, you have to feel great about what you just said. Uh, the blessing in disguise of all the role players stepping up the last two games – Right. Knowing, knowing what they can do, seeing guys like Brooke Lopez contribute in major ways, but then also seeing Drew and Chris step up to like play like Olympians, play like all stars and, yeah. and Drew attack the basket, you know, and not just stand out there and hope you make a three like he was doing it all. Yeah, and, I thought like 31 year old Drew Holiday, he was looking like 24 year old Dwayne Wade on the last game, the way he was right, dressing, right. throwing the ball around and, and making it in. I was like incredibly impressed with the way he was playing he hasn't he hasn't been doing that um he's done that in flashes all year long but he hasn't done that lately uh, like against the nets or anything like that so to see him play defense as well as he did while also attacking the hoop and and getting there is put it all together yeah at just the right time well so what's your game plan i i didn't prep you for this are you going to any of these games are you going to try to do they give like a slap stocks? You get into like press row or anything? I wish, I wish, you know, maybe I'm like, should, man. Years, but uh, yeah, no, it really in uh in game game five against the Hawks, I was right down by Pfizer form. I wasn't in the deer district, you know, that huge mob of people because uh, I was at my brother's uh, bachelor party. We had an Airbnb like at the deer district so once the game was done we just walked outside and then and kind of joined the party which is awesome but uh, i'd much rather uh you know be able to pee when i need to in the, in the toilet instead of have to wait for like 45 minutes at uh portageon and also watch on a tv versus watch like over twenty-five thousand people's heads on like a projector um yeah. so i was there for that but that's as close as i'm going to get to any of these games is uh you know i i there's no way that i can can get to any of them so but uh, I'll be watching them all on TV. So you are going to the national. I am going to the national. Yeah. Wait, are you going to the national? No, I'm not. Ah, Gary. I want to live vicariously through you guys. All right, that's all right. We yes. have a slab stocks night where we'll have a, a room at a you know conference room at the hotel after. I don't know. I should know what night it is. But we're uh, raising money for Camp Kessum, which is. Uh, it's a camp for kids whose parents are are fighting through cancer or, uh, you know, currently have cancer or, or just coming out of cancer. And, you know, obviously a, a tough time for uh, for anyone, um, but yeah. you know, even more so kids that, you know, that have to deal with that. So, you know, Camp Kessum is awesome, awesome uh, organization that that just kind of gets kids out of the house and, you know, don't have to think about that. Get them to. Uh, um, you know, get them to camp and enjoy a week, you know, away from, from kind of the frustrations of life. And, uh, uh, so far, um, just, we've been really blessed. Just, uh, a lot of different sponsors have stepped up. Most of this is not us. We, we, we just kind of started kicking the, the, you know, kicking the road, the tires at some of this stuff and and hoping to maybe get together a few sponsors. And so, and we've gotten like 
like tops and panini and like card collector two and, and Millie pops. And, you know, just like go on down the list of um, you know, Patrick Ryan and like, just go down the list of all these big influencers that have all, you know, been kind of blown away by it and throwing their money. in. And we've got like $43,000 so far as of today to send kids to camp. And I don't know how much it is to send one kid to camp. It's like between a hundred and $200. So at the moment we're sending like, um, you know, 215 or whatever kids to camp, which oh, is, that's awesome. you know, just unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's cool. And again, it's like, yeah, like it was Aaron's idea and, and he kind of got the ball rolling, but it's, it's the card community coming together and, and, you know, it's so much of this hobby and, and sports is about kids and, and pushing them forward for, you know, either in this hobby or in sports in general, or, or just, uh, you know, take care of other people. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's been really, really cool that we've been able to, you know, put this together and hopefully we'll send a lot of kids that are in, in tough positions to, you know, get them a, a week away from all that and, and have some fun with and make some new friends. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be slab night or slab, slab night, slab sacks night, something like that. I should know. But yeah, so that, that'll be one of the cool things we do too. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do at the, the national itself, but slab sacks night, I'm just going to be uh hanging out and admiring all, all the, uh, the card people that come and, you know, come together for good. That's really what we're doing is, is taking care of the kids. And it's, it's great uh, to see cool. it be about something more than cards too. Yeah. Like, especially at an awesome, like an enormous event, like the national to see connections made the sponsors you talked about. So cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't my idea at all. I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of it though. It's um, yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's awesome that, it really is just like the sponsors and a lot of other people that have, that have come together to you know, rally around the kids that, you know, just been a huge encouragement to me. And, you know, yeah, you know, like sometimes you see negativity in, in the card stuff and you see negativity mm -hmm. on sports all the time. And if you spend any amount of time online, you feel worse about yourself than you did before. But, uh, <laughs> yes, that, you know, this is one of those things that I, you know, it's a lot of it's being organized online. I see it advertised online and it's, it's just nothing but a, a big positive that I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of. I'm not proud. Proud is not the right word, but I'm very, I feel very fortunate that I'm a, a part of it. And I'm, uh, you know, extremely happy that it's going on, that, that we're able to do this. And, uh, you know, I think about all those kids and pray for those kids. And, and obviously that's a, you know, huge burden on any of them that I haven't had to experience, but, um, you know, anything we can do to, to help them out you know, with as, as a card community, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So. yeah. Awesome, Sam. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me again, like the night before the finals, I'm pumped for you. Um, I've, I'm in a house divided. My son is rooting for the sons, hard oh. pushing them sons and four. Uh, of course, oh, bucks and six. Maybe bucks and, is bucks and six, like the lucky thing we say, or do you really, like, do you have a prediction? Or I mean, I, I would take I would take Bucks and four. My prediction is Bucks and six, though. So. Good luck, Sam. Bucks and six, Suns and four. We'll see what happens. Yay! Hey, I hope you enjoyed that conversation about the Milwaukee Bucks, about the national big. Uh, national sports card convention in chicago coming up near the end of this month here and uh sam just his energy and excitement for the nba is contagious guys who's your pick bucks or sons i'd love for you to uh give us a shout out follow us at hoops and cards on instagram at cards underscore hoops on twitter 
and uh, shoot me an email. But uh, my pick, I didn't really go there yet. I am, as far as cards go, I'm interested to see how much a Devin Booker-led championship would just skyrocket his values in a way that I was hoping that would happen with Donovan Mitchell and predicted that it could happen with Donovan or Luka. Well, Devin Booker's chance to step up into that spotlight. And same for Giannis, to step into that upper echelon, how you like that word, echelon, of guys that have multiple MVPs and rings, starting his collection of rings here. That could be big for Giannis long-term, joining guys like LeBron James and uh, Kawhi Leonard, Dwayne Wade, you know, there, there are some awesome players here, uh, you know, that their careers, their, their legacies, their Hall of Fame candidacies, Chris Paul adding a ring would be major. But guys that I still think are undervalued, we talked about Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. I feel like uh, DeAndre Ayton is still undervalued and need to add some respect to his name. He already deserves it. In fact, some people are like, you know, this isn't, this isn't a finals matching super teams. Well, these two are becoming that. And these two have the potential to uh, to make runs for the deep into the playoffs every year for the foreseeable future. Uh, the Bucks locking up Giannis long-term and keeping, if they keep Drew Holiday, they've got a great nucleus. So this could be the beginning of a great run for both of these teams. I like DeAndre, you know that. I like Cam Johnson as a sleeper guy in the in the line of like lower budget, you know, when we've talked about Terrence Mann or other, you know, rookies from the last couple years who could be impacted by a, a big game in the playoffs. I I think Cam Johnson is is definitely on that list. I don't know who else on the Bucks. I don't see, you know, Pat Connaughton cards taking a jump or Bobby Portis or Bryn Forbes or any of these guys with the big game. I think it really is Chris Middleton time to time to step up and uh, for the whole world to see what kind of player this guy is, especially if they go six or seven. So my pick is going to be Milwaukee Bucks in seven. I am not super confident in that because I think the Suns have everything going for them and they have they have young fresh legs like they've had a a week to rest for this and you've got younger guys just Devin Booker DeAndre Ayton uh Mikhail Bridges they they are just loaded with with young talent so and versatile so I'm fascinated to see it and uh but but I'm picking bucks in seven hope you guys have an awesome week enjoy the games I'm getting ready for another episode of Basketball Cards 101. Need to bring that blast from the past back with uh, just a primer, basic foundations for you guys that, you know, uh, this is your first year, first full year in Basketball Cards or your second full year. And, and what do we do? So stay stay tuned for another episode coming later this week. Guys, it's been real. See you soon.